I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, and joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com, the Monday Maniac, the One More Thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Well, something uh, lighthearted off the top uh, before we get into uh, <laughs> everything we get that's into going it. on in the NBA. Uh, my son, who is almost two, mm. can now reach who is, the water dispenser. Who is as adorable as he possibly could be. Your your Instagram stories of him playing in water or him playing at a kitty like in a kiddie pool in your backyard just just the most adorable thing. My wife frequently says Isaac and Barb's kid is so adorable, and he he definitely is. He he is a blast of fun. He definitely enjoyed playing in his little pool today. But uh, we found out today that he can now reach the water dispenser on our fridge. Dang! So y'all can just imagine how we found that out. But. Uh, <laughs> I just don't know what to do now because you can't block that off. You, I mean, what am I supposed to do? But like caution tape on it? You have to childproof um, new levels of things. I just how do you? I don't. How do you childproof a water dispenser? So it's like the, in the door that. of your fridge. Yeah, to where you, I mean, all you gotta do is just hit the thing. It's like a you know something at a restaurant, and water just comes out. And it's like I don't know what you to do. You can put tape it's over it. It's not water. It's ice. Yeah, you can put tape over it. Yeah, but then what if I want freaking water? There's not a <laughs> way to turn son. it off on the door. I don't think so. I guess I could examine that more. That's but. so funny. You just have like, to. Like, I can maybe, only tell him he's in trouble or spanking. Yeah, I was gonna say like, maybe you just have to discipline him. <laughs> I was gonna say I spank my kids, guys. I'm sorry if you're not one of those people. Uh, I grew up spanking my kid or getting spanked. It's all about how you do it. Okay. All right. On yes, today's show, we are going to talk about the NBA coming back? Question mark. Uh, the maybe. NBA. You know, a big section of players had. A conference call over the weekend to discuss this. Some players came out against the NBA coming back, and so. We'll discuss that, discuss all angles, because there's so many different angles in this, so many different ways you could take this, uh, and I don't think we know the right answer yet. So we're going to talk about that, and then a couple more things we want to get into. We haven't talked about Luca's Luca's weight situation on this podcast, because we had the special on Thursday, we had the game pod on Friday, and so we want to talk about Luca's weight and his, the, the comments from his trainer, and then we also want to talk about Jokic a little bit, because... Uh, he had his own little weight journey he went on, so we want to talk about that. But before we do, today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, Isaac, so over the weekend, uh, a sort of a Friday news dump situation. We had Kyrie Irving, who is the vice president of the Players Association. We should definitely mention that off the top because uh, his name has been kind of dragged through the mud the, over the weekend, and I think it's a little which is bullcrap, which is a little unfair for <laughs> sure. Uh, uh, you know, for, from a lot of the things that have been said about Kyrie, um, you know, take whatever you want. The jokes, the jokes are hilarious with flat Earth and all that kind of stuff. But the guy has his own opinions. He's entitled to his opinions. He's a vice president of the Players Association, so the players respect his opinion. You know, <laughs> in a way because they vote him to be there. Correct. I'm pretty sure that that's right, that they vote for those representatives. I'm pretty sure that that's true. I could be lying about that. But either way, somebody elected him to be there. He didn't just name himself Vice President of the Players Association. So he came out and said that, you know, that that this, um, the, the NBA coming back 
would distract from the movement. And he had a whole bunch of players, you know, between 100 and 200 players that were on a conference call, a Zoom call, to discuss this. WNBA players too. With WNBA players as well, which is awesome to see because their league is coming back almost the same time as the NBA's, or at least that's their plan. To talk about safety issues that they're concerned with, as well as you know the Black Lives Matter movement is you know still going strong and it should be, and is um, they don't want to distract from that. And so there's these there's all these different angles to this, and I understand the NBA wanting to come back selfishly and as a person, as a fan, as a media person, I want the NBA to come back. I want to see the NBA, and I think it would be great to have something to distract from. All this stuff. I don't like to watch the news. I don't like to see, you know, all these people getting, you know, another a guy in Atlanta got shot again by the by the you know police and died because he was you know he was resisting arrest but he was sleeping in his car drunk. Like that is not a reason for a person to die. There's all these things happening. I would rather not watch that. I would rather not watch the people you know that are dying from coronavirus and all the outbreaks and the rising numbers. And I would just rather not watch that and get distracted by the NBA. I would much rather have the NBA come back and see it, you know, see the playoffs play out and see what happens with Luka and, Le- and LeBron and the Lakers and all this stuff and the Clippers and see that battle. However, I also understand that this is something bigger than myself, bigger than the NBA. This is bigger than, you know, th- this is for the Black Lives Matter movement. This is a movement that has been coming for decades and decades like since slavery was abolished and we're about to celebrate Juneteenth soon um, this is something that, that is massive and needs to happen because it's a movement that matters it's a movement that has caused some change we even saw the Atlanta you know, po- you know police chief resign because of the stuff that's, that's been happening we saw the um, the police officers that killed George Floyd get arrested, and um, we saw that happen. We we you know we keep pushing and keep pushing, and we want to see this change happen, and it has to. And if the NBA comes back, it could be a distraction, and it probably will be a distraction from that movement. Um, and I understand Kyrie and and Dwight Howard and all these other players. I understand their their angle on this. Yeah, yeah. I'll, and they, I'll and they say, might be right. I want to. I want to point that out too. I don't know if I know the right answer. I think they could be right on this. See, I think yeah that that point right there. I'll just I'll go to a different segment on this. But I think what you just said at the very end right there. You said they might be right. I think it's very important for us to recognize as white males yes. in our country right now. I don't know what the right move is. I will. I I've, we've, I've said this before. It's like even reading all of the you know, the Kyrie and the meeting thing on Friday night that happened and seeing the media reaction to it and even ESPN's angle calling him a disruptor and all this stuff, it just set really uneasy with me. Like, I didn't like that. I didn't I didn't like how Kyrie's name was getting lumped into his reputation with teammates or, you know, Flat Earth and all this stuff. I'm like, he's doing his job, people. Like, this is his vice president. Like, this is his role with the NBA. But even beyond that, this this is elevated past the basketball COVID-19 situation. This is part of the Black Lives Matter movement. So with, with the Kyrie stuff, it's like, and from our angle, I don't know what the right move is. And it's not my my move. It's not my place to have a take on this. Like, I don't, I don't think I... I don't have an opinion or a take on it, and I don't think I ever will have an opinion or take on this because I've never lived it. This is so much bigger than the sport that they're playing. So whatever, like it might sound, I've seen people throw out there and it's like, well, what if they cancel this season? 
does that mean they're going to cancel next season too? I, this stuff sounds crazy in our in our mind. I texted that to you. I, I'm I'm guilty of that of thinking of thinking that way for sure. And, but, and that's the thing. It's like, it sounds crazy in our mind. And like you said, selfishly, we approach this thing from three different angles, especially Nick, myself, and a lot of people on basketball, Twitter, and media circles and everything. We approach it from a human side, a media side, and a fan side. And on a fan side, man, I'm, I miss, not fan side. I uh, fan side. <laughs> On a fan side, man, I miss the game of basketball. I love basketball. It's so much fun to watch and play and everything about it. On a media side, you got to understand, we also make a living off this too. Yeah. It helps pay my bills and everything. So it's like, yeah, from a media side, a lot of people out there who are in the media, they want to see basketball back too. But man, the human side of this outweighs both of those other sides. And whatever, it, some of these ideas might sound crazy and the idea of seasons might sound, getting canceled might sound crazy, but it's going to take crazy things to happen, crazy actions, big things to happen to jolt our nation to actual, for actual change to happen. So whatever the players land on, whatever Kyrie and those guys land on, man, I'm going to support that. And, I, and as bad as I want to see NBA basketball back and bad, bad as I want that money in my pockets because you know, we work in media and to help support my family and pay bills and stuff, as much as I want that, the human side of this means way more than all of that. So whatever they land on, whatever they decide on, man, that that's what I'm going to support. I'm going to support that. And I don't know the answer to it. What If they want to come back and, man, make a statement in Disney when they get to Orlando and all that stuff and do whatever they can to help support the movement, can they do it there and keep the movement going there? To a degree, I think. But the one thing I am confident in and one thing I feel like I, I, I do think I know is the fact that once they tip off, and basketball is being played, it will take away from the movement. Whether they're kneeling, whether they have a patch, or whatever happens in Orlando, like to bring light to the movement, it, it, it will help. I'm not saying like the spotlight will still be there, but it won't shine as bright if there wasn't basketball. But here's the thing, it's whatever they decide to do, I'm gonna support. If they wanna go to Disney and keep doing whatever, whatever they're the doing. Players and play, yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever the players decide, like I'll support that. But if they don't play basketball because they want to spend their time in these marches in their cities and and, and going to these different organizations yeah. and doing whatever they can, and they want to spend all time, resources, and attention to this movement right now. I'm going to support that too because, man, I'm just I'm here to support wherever I can because I I, I am I, I want to be a part of this movement. I want to be part of the solution and not the problem and. Right now in the NBA, they're leading that, and I, I want to follow their lead on that. Absolutely. All right, coming up, let's get into this more because there's more angles to, to discuss. There's more that we have to try and understand where the players are coming from, where the league is coming from, and try and see potentially where this could you know meet in the middle. So let's talk about that coming up. All right, Isaac Harris. I also want to I also want to talk about this. I've seen a lot, and a lot of our a lot of our ideas or our thoughts about what people are saying. Uh, our, our notions on wh- what people are saying about this is based on Twitter, and I know that's not the ma- not even the majority yeah, of, yeah. of fans. It's the majority of media people, but it's it's not the majority of fans. I've seen a lot of people say, "Well, LeBron isn't going to say anything about this because he wants to win a title." And I just think, you know, for LeBron and all the other players, even Kyrie, like Kyrie's only speaking out and saying this because he's not. Um, you know, he's not in t- in line to win a title this year. He doesn't have a chance. You haven't seen Kawhi talk about this. You haven't seen Giannis talk about this. All, all these all people saying that. I think that's completely unfair. And I think we we pretend that we know 
the the agenda of players and we pretend that we know what they're thinking and sometimes we do something sometimes it's cut and dry but I don't think this is a cut and dry issue I think that there's uh, no. there's probably a good chance LeBron is sitting at home going dang this is a tough decision to make because on one hand I don't want to be a distraction on the other hand uh, I I want to win a title, right? Like this is yeah. one maybe one of the last chance, best chances I'll have to win a title, and maybe that's a selfish thing for him. Maybe that means something else for him. Like there's just so many different ways, and I don't. I hope that people out there aren't assuming what players think and aren't trying to put words in their mouth because we just don't know until they come out and say it. And even when they do come out and say it, assuming that they only mean it because of certain things, I just think that's completely unfair. Yeah, we just don't know. I mean, in our and I'm guilty society. of that, for sure. Yeah, well, no, just as in our society, in our culture, and, and we feel like sometimes we feel entitled that we have to know everything or we have to have a take or an opinion on everything. And it's so hard for people to set back and not send a tweet or not have an opinion or not have a take or to say, I don't know. <laughs> like, it's 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 okay to say, I don't know what they're feeling. I don't know what LeBron or Pat Beverly or you know, Giannis <laughs> or Brooke Lopez or I don't know what the, some of these guys at the top of the league. I don't know what they're feeling right now. I see stuff that LeBron does off the court. I mean, look at the initiative he started the other day with Jalen Rose and all that stuff. Oh my gosh. Like, yeah. I mean, somebody, somebody coined it the other day of like, is this the best off the court thing LeBron has ever done in his career? And I'm like, that's, that's good. He opened that's a school. Because he's done so much off the court. And so it's like, we don't know. We don't know where these people like where these players stand on this thing if they haven't spoke on it it's not for us to try to decide or read between the lines and it's just like the opinions and takes right this when, when all, all of the weekend was all talking about Kyrie in this meeting and the players and oh my gosh we might have a season and so many people just want to jump in and send out takes and opinions and everything on it I'm like guys I'm just a white dude over here that's had privilege and that's grown up with privilege my entire life and I want to support this movement the best I can. I don't. This is beyond basketball at this point. They're deciding as basketball players how to better keep this movement going. Even Stephen Jackson, man. Stephen Jackson had that video talking about basketball would take away from this movement. And if there's a loud voice right now in the NBA at the front forefront of this movement, it's Stephen Jackson. And man, and so I'm just like, hey. I'll support you guys in, that's been on that phone call and however they want to you know, lead this with, as far as players because I just don't have I don't I will never have an opinion or take on what they should do because it's not my area to have that in. I think that there's there's one angle that I want to explore and that is the NBA would come back in six weeks and maybe some some media would start turning their heads before during you know training camps and whatever but the NBA would come back in six weeks six weeks from now. Where will we be with the Black Lives Matter protests as far as media coverage, as far as the public, you know, not necessarily perception, but attention? How much, where will we be on the public attention on these protests if they're still going on, you know, which I hope that they are, uh, if, you know, people are still speaking out and all that. Um, six weeks from now, it this is a possibility. There's a possibility that the public could be over the Black Lives Matter movement. The, the people that are not marching. This is what this is who I'm talking about. Not the people that are marching that are trying to, to have their voice heard. The people that are witnessing this. The other people, I'm going to say. Um, that the general public could be over that and and not care as much. And the media could be over it as a story because it's, it's you know drawn out and they've, they've talked about it enough. To where the NBA could come back. And if the NBA unifies, the players unify in a way where they can maybe kneel for the, you know, 
kneel for the, the national anthem or do something else where they link arms before they wear certain warm-ups that say you know something on it you know like say his name or black lives matter or something like that and i think that there's a way that the nba could help bring these ideas back and help bring this movement back in a way that could bring it back into the public eye where they would be over it and already want to move on because we're already seeing i think i feel like we're already seeing some people and to be perfectly honest i'm gonna be blatantly honest myself i want to be over it right i just i talked about earlier in the first segment how i would rather you know not watch some of this stuff and not go to protests anymore but we can't it's it's not it's not an option and and we can't we can't be over it because and that's my that's my privilege though my privilege is to okay i just want to be over this can we just not talk about this anymore i I don't want to be uncomfortable and think about this that's that's my privilege talking and i've seen it come out and i've I've felt it come out as i'm you know seeing more videos on twitter and like oh man can't we just go back to normal with you know and then with covid the same thing and that is it's so completely unfair and it's so completely privileged of myself to think and, and talk in that way and I think that the NBA could help people that are starting to feel that could help them could help remind them of that and help bring it back in a way. And so that that's the only angle that I can think where it wouldn't distract, where it actually help the movement go forward instead of just completely distract from it. Because it might there might not be enough that the public is consuming that to distract from. Right. Like, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think they could definitely keep the movement going in Disney with the different statements that they want to pull off. You know, the players want to pull off in, in Disney. I think I think there is a demographic of the country that is not partaking in protests or any, any part of this movement right now that are fans of the NBA that would be turning on basketball games to watch basketball and see the players making a statement. Whether they turn off their TV so fast and yeah. all this different things, I'm sure we all know people like that. That, that like I'm not about this, but still it would at least bring it to their mind. And so I get that angle, but if it's about making statements, the biggest statement of all would be, hey, we're not gonna play basketball this year because we're fighting for this movement right now. And that would be huge. That would be a huge statement. And that would be the one of the biggest statements. I mean, guys, when Kyrie, when Shams tweeted out the Kyrie quote about him, hey, I'll give up everything for this, blah, blah, blah. And people, you know, and some people took it from the angle of like, man, that would be crazy if Kyrie did that, whatever. We already have a basketball player who has done that. Yeah. And that's Maya Moore. Yeah. And Maya Moore needs to be like revered right now as far as what she like has done in her career and and, like what she's given up for that. And it's not like anything if Kyrie does that, that's like awesome, cool. But Maya Moore, like, yeah, let's look yeah, what she's doing. Yeah, right let me now. explain that story. So, so Maya Moore is one of the greatest WNBA players potentially of all time. She's one of the winningest players of all time. She went to UConn. She, you know, was just a compl- like won all four years. I think she came in the WNBA like won all over the place, and now, um, not this past year. Yes, this this past year she took off because she wanted to help in the fight for a social justice issue of, I think it was just one person to try and get him out you know, of prison. And she was successful in it. And she wants to continue to do that. And she had already announced before COVID, before this, before anything, that she was going to skip this, this next upcoming season as well, this summer. She was going to skip to keep fighting for social justice reform. Uh, and that that's an amazing story. She literally gave up. I mean, she's basically giving up her career. These are two prime years of her career where she was on a pretty good team with the Lynx. And she was, um, you know, could could have won titles, could have continued to be. She she was on track to becoming the best player of all time potentially, and she gave yeah. that up, you know, 
in the WNBA. She gave that up to uh, fight social justice reform, and that I mean that is that's admirable. <laughs> Heck yeah! And you know I want to I want to touch on something you said while I go to as far as like watching the news and seeing this stuff and seeing everything that's going on, just seeing the situation that unfolded in Atlanta that is just tragic and heartbreaking, and. You know, sometimes I think we do fall into that trap of like, it is draining, man, to turn on the news or to be on Twitter so much and to see everything that's going on. And it's like, oh my gosh, like this hurts. But, but that pain can lead to passion that leads to action. And I just talked to somebody the other day who, who told me like, yeah, once the George Floyd situation happened, I couldn't watch the news anymore. I just I, I had enough of it. I'm like, no, 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 please turn it on and see it because we, especially as white people, we have to feel this pain. Like we have to see the pain. Like we have to see the, the fear that's going on. We have to know what's going on. I'm a believer, I'm a pastor. Y'all know that that's my, that's my number one passion in my life. And there is this passage in Ecclesiastes that says the more wisdom comes more grief. And for me to be like, I want to pursue wisdom in my life. And that wisdom comes from knowing more things about our world, our imperfect world. And in that should will come more grief. And it's like, man, I sometimes I force myself to sit down and watch the latest news or to listen to the latest story or to watch the latest video because I'm like, man, it leads sometimes to anger. But man, that just pushes me further of like, how can I help? What can I do? How can I be more a part of the solution instead of me sitting back in silence and inaction and not be and being part of the problem? I want to be part of the solution. What can I do? Send me. So it's I think it's important to watch the news and know what's going on but we have to do it in doses too because sometimes it might feel like you're drowning in it at the same time absolutely absolutely it's an incredible point and there's a reason why you call it a childlike innocence because when you're a child you're not as you know you don't know as much your your global perspective is not as big and so you don't have as much grief because you don't understand the tragedies that are happening in the world and then when you grow Mm. up we understand that and there are a lot (laughs) there are a lot man yeah Uh, Yeah. all right and speaking of all that the Locked On Podcast Network stands against racism and social justice. That's why we, the hosts, are making personal donations to local and national organizations that are fighting for change. And in the month of June, Locked On is matching the total of all the host donations up to an additional $10,000 to make your donation along with us. Please visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash Black Lives Matter. So we, as hosts, came together and we just said we want to do something, but we want we don't want to just make a statement. We want to... Uh, actually donate to something so go to lockdownpodcast.com slash black lives matter you can donate it'll be matched by the lockdown network uh it's a really awesome cause that that we're uh we're fighting for so go check that out black lives matter lockdownpodcasts.com slash black lives matter i'll put a link in the description of this podcast also, I also want to say too, I know I mentioned this uh, last week, but I'm actually starting a book study on Ben Watson's book on Under Our Skin. And if you don't follow me on Instagram, you can follow me on Instagram, but for the next eight weeks, because I don't want it to just be a two week thing. I want this to go over the summer and then out, coming out of the summer, I want to see what I can do past that. But over the next eight weeks on Thursday afternoons, I'm going to have a guest on my Instagram join me live. I might have it a separate podcast feed for it after the fact uh, for people to listen to it afterwards. But but Poison, Poison Ivy, the DJ for the Mavericks, she's going to join yeah. me this Thursday, uh, I think at 4 o'clock on Instagram. We're going to talk a lot about it, a lot of things that's happening right now in Dallas, in our world. Justin Forsett is going to join me one week, uh, NFL, for a Pro Bowl running back uh, who lives in Dallas. Did he too. make so a Pro Bowl? Much, he did, he Dang, did. Yeah. good for him. I didn't know that. Yeah. He was pretty yeah, good. Gr- 
Great guys. So anyway, if y'all want to take part in that, even if you don't want to read the book and you just want to be a part of the discussions and yeah. be there for that, uh, I would love for y'all to be a part of that. There you go. All right. Uh, coming up, let's let's lighten it up a little bit. We'll talk about you know Luka. Jokic. We'll talk about lighten it up in a quite literal sense. We'll talk about Jokic, and then we'll also talk about Luca, the comments that his trainer made, and all that. So we'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, Isaac Harris, let me talk to you about a really unique tool that is great for anybody that's getting back to work, that is back at work. You have your commutes, you have uh, just a small amount of time at lunch or whatever. When you're not listening to the Lockdown Podcast Network, you can use Blinkist. It's a great. Uh, tool. It works on your phone, your tablet, your web browser. It takes the best key takeaways, the need-to-know information from thousands of nonfiction books and condenses them down into just 15 minutes that you could read or listen to. So it basically takes a book with information in it that you like or that you want to know more about and it condenses it down into a 15-minute like mini podcast, basically, because even this podcast is short, but it's not 15 minutes short. Uh, you can ask David Locke about that. Or you could read it into an article, which is like a little bit of a longer article that you could read. So get to Blinkist uh, right now with Blinkist. You can get unlimited access to read or listen to a massive library of condensed nonfiction books, all the books you want, all for one low price. And right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for the Lockdown Mavericks listeners. Go to Blinkist.com slash NBA. Try it free for seven days and save 25% off your new subscription. That's Blinkist, B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, Blinkist.com slash NBA to start your free seven-day trial. And also, you'll save 25% off your subscription, but only when you sign up at Blinkist.com slash NBA. And we're also brought to you by Rock Auto. Rock Auto is uh, a family business serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years. That's car parts, by the way. I know auto. We don't use. We don't pronounce the T in auto. I just say auto, like auto parts, which is just the way that we talk, I guess. But car parts. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. They have carpet that you can get for your car. Uh, and, and replace the carpet in your car if that's what you want to do. Get everything you need with a few easy clicks directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate quickly. See all the parts available for your vehicle. Choose the brand, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why would you spend twice as much for the same parts you're going to get somewhere else? At a dealer, a shop, somewhere else. You're going to stop at the side of the road and figure out you know, which parts you want to get, get them at rockauto.com. Do it yourself. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right in Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com and write in Locked On on their How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know that we sent you. All right, Isaac Harris. Um, we need to talk about Luka Doncic's weight, I think, a little bit. Because sometimes we talk about Luka Doncic like he's obese, which is not true. Uh, not true at all. I think we weigh the same. Uh, and I, he is like six inches taller than me or five inches taller than me. Um, so recently, Luka Doncic's trainer spoke with um, Dallas Morning News and said that he is not in the best, in the best shape, which is normal, or that he is not in game shape. And I think that there was some kind of translation. Actually, was the original interview in... The rich, okay, yeah, original, the original inter- interview was in Russian. Was in Russian, and it got translated. 
and they didn't put game in it. And you can actually go to the athletic too. I know uh, Tim Tim Cato did a Q and A with this trainer, and they talked about the situation again. I think he cleared it up with Dallas Morning News too, because I think I think uh, the news just aggregated it what that yeah. site said. So. But yeah, he didn't, and they didn't add game in there, which is a huge, a huge part of that. Yeah, this is, um, this is so Tim Cater from the Athletic had uh, trainer Drew Draxlar, uh, which is Luca's trainer, and he said he's clearing up the the mistranslation of Luca being quote out of shape. That was the quote everyone was running with that Luca was out of shape, uh, and this was what what you know he said. The interview was made for Russian media. Originally, my sentence in the interview was quote Luca is not in top game shape yet. And game is the word that was missed here during the translation of the international media. It's impossible right now to be in top game shape because there are no games. There is no difference with all the NBA players at the moment. Luca is actually in very good physical shape. He is practicing hard every day and having strength. Uh, I think this was my this was my take on this is that I think he meant that he's not in game shape, which I don't think anyone's in game shape right now. I think he's in decent shape, but he's not going to be in game shape until he actually gets on the court and plays the games. Yeah, I just never really cared about this whole report about him being out of shit. Like, which is why we didn't jump on it to talk about on Friday or do an emergency pod. Right? It's like we're people are are dying for news right now. So, uh, but no, yeah, I mean he's 21. I'm not worried about the shape thing. Uh, Do you have that Rick Buecher quote? Oh man, the the amount I don't like what. Okay. What started it? You so know, we don't like, know the, we don't know the con- for- yeah, we don't know the context for this. No, 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 no. I was just saying, what started the weight thing for Luca? Like, why has that been a thing over the past? So like, he has a round year, face. since he came into the league. He has a round face. I know, but right? it's like so, it's but- not like he was Dewan Blair, like coming out of <laughs> he ca- college or somewhere. But when he came in the first year, even Carlisle and them said that he did come come in a little over shape because he took that. Remember, he took that whole summer off his rookie year. He didn't play yeah, internationally. But- he didn't play summer league, all that, and so he was taking some time off because he had played so much in a row before that, and so he was. A little, a little flubby, and it kind of shows because it showed. But it, we it, treat him like he's big country. That's like, what I was saying. What I said sometimes. On? I say like, sometimes I we, we talk about him like he's obese. He's not, but um, that's the. I mean, that's the, when you have a player like Luca, and you can take your shots in whatever way. You you got to try to find one because there's not many you can take, right? I just wonder if he sets back and is just like, why are they obsessed over my weight? <laughs> hopefully he doesn't like. I mean, I- <laughs> hopefully he's eating right. <laughs> One of the things in that uh, Cato article, though, about uh, when talking to his uh, his trainer, they t- they talked about how much the the time off just helped his injuries and how you know over this uh, course of time that he had you know the wrist and ankle and all this different yeah. stuff and how he's been working on that with him over in Slovenia and he's been over there you know obviously for a while we all knew, all knew that but I thought that was really encouraging seeing that it's like. Yeah, I mean, like we all know that most of these players are going to be hitting hitting Disney if it happens, you know, full on, fully healthy. But it's like, oh, it's it's nice hearing that uh, Luca could be in good. Yeah, the article took a real turn when he was starting to talk about like the molecules in the air in Slovenia, how they helped like regenerate his limbs. Like that was just a, it took a really weird turn when it went that way. Yes, and something yes, about that, your that home country a, a, helps you heal faster. I don't know what that was all about. I did li- I did like the whole like patriotism part and just uh, everything about Slovenia because I I've just never been there. I don't know much about the country of Slovenia. I I feel like the most I know about Slovenia is Luca uh, and 
all of you guys in Slovenia yeah. that listen to this podcast uh, that uh, jump on our hot mic stream number sometimes two. or whatever. Yes, Slovenia is number country. two country that listens to Lockdown Maps. So thank you guys. It used to be Germany. Germany. I know. I was it, was, it used to be Germany for most for most NBA podcasts. It's Australia. Dirk fans are like, peace out. It's yeah. good knowing y'all for the past 20 yeah. years. What we'll about Maxi it. fans? Where are the Maxi fans? Uh, sure. By the way, I just Where want to clarify. Maxi? That was a joke about, about the uh, molecules and regenerating all that. So that was a joke. I just want to make sure that no one takes it and be like, what were they talking about? on <laughs> No, well, not the well. The part about Slovenia I thought was really cool. Um, that was real. But I like when the part when he talked about meeting Luca for the first time, and, and he he met him when Luca was twelve years old. He said he doesn't rem- remember. He had really big feet already, <laughs> and he couldn't control his legs. So I'm just picturing Same. a twelve year old Luca with massive feet and like just the clumsy i don't know but i'm sure he was amazing at anything he did so all right we also need to talk about jokic real quick because there's a video going around of jokic with the absolute Ooh. i mean marcus Gasol, kevin love level uh glow up i guess uh it's not he didn't blow up right he 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 decreased what did he yeah <laughs> man he deflated he completely Jokic deflated uh what did you think about this video of Jokic going around of him just looking completely uh 40 pounds lighter 50 pounds lighter I mean he looks so oh, small yeah, I think it's like 50 I I didn't I didn't believe it I mean I even tweeted out is this recent yeah I thought people were just sharing something for the fun of it uh from a long time ago and it was going to be this thing of like oh look at Jokic out of quarantine but then it looked real and like everybody's saying it's real and recent so he is wearing a jacket I'm shook. i know but still like just his face and everything yeah. i mean that that's a drastic change in that and i just think the bigger question is like how i mean we if you guys are listening to this and you've lost you know a lot of weight and stuff before how much you feel different in your life whether it's energy playing with family or you know just everyday life and you just feel better about yourself you just like everything you do any physical activity you feel different doing and i just wonder how it's going to affect his game like does i just want to see him on a basketball court does he like does his game change at all does he i just don't know i'm I'm really curious he needed some of that weight to throw around right in the post and getting moves off and stuff so i I, yeah i'm with you i wonder how that's going to affect his game potentially negatively but there's definitely going to be positives running up the floor and you know all all the other kind of stuff so uh, yeah, and does it does this raise? I mean, as crazy, and you might think this sounds dumb, but does this raise the ceiling for Denver? I I, I don't know. <laughs> like we just don't know. Well, I mean, Jokic was already a top what eight player in the league. Yeah. I mean, top ten player in the league. And it's like, does that? Does, what what numbers does he put coming out? And like we've seen all the quotes coming out, like Jamal Murray and Denver. You know, people was like, oh, he's got abs, whatever. I'm like, all right, we're just having fun <laughs> with this now. No, oh, they wasn't bullcrapping. Like he might. So, uh, <laughs> Yeah, he might. So I'm really curious to see how this affects Jokic and Denver, and uh, I think I think it's cool. So I just want it makes me think of who's gonna have who's who's the other players that's gonna show up to Disney that we haven't seen, and they're either gonna have gained a lot of weight or a lot of muscle, and it's gonna be muscle watch, or is it's gonna be like Jokic watch of dang who's lost you know like 30 pounds? Because some there's gonna be more players like that. Have we heard from PJ Tucker and James Harden yet? Well, James Harden, we we all seen the James Harden pictures and of him on the sand and the beach and stuff looking skinnier. But I just, yeah, I, I'm really curious. I just want to see, you know, if there's any other huge, I don't think anybody will top Jokic, but who will show up to Disney and, and look uh, the most different? 
coming in, coming <laughs> into play if Disney happens. We'll see. There you go, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Locked On Mavs. Peace out. Boom. Boom.